Welcome to the Sports Gloss with Justin and Jamal. Friday, October 20th. Welcome to the Sports Gloss with Justin and Jamal. I'm Jamal Cox. I'm joined by the man who can make a beautiful pot of queso anywhere, anytime, anyplace. Justin Kelly, say hi to the people. JC, what's up? Listeners, what's up? And I will make a pot delicious piping hot skillet of queso any place anytime anywhere and where i made one on the weekend jc was over an open flame with some some warm warm coals on a lovely evening out camping in goldstream which we'll get to in a minute but i made a dynamite queso maybe my best batch ever and that's saying something <laughs> got that midas touch i know it was some you know cooking over the open flame like being back in the elements i think that's i think that's where i belong and i think that that queso really mm, the way it came together mm, <laughs> getting warm just thinking about it jamal you have to replicate it you got to go back to the scene of the crime make it happen again it's a nice weekend yeah, yeah actually actually i might I, I was thinking that today i wish i was going back out there soon also sorry if my uh my throat's a bit scratchy i was doing some coaching this evening with the my u11 girls team shout out to the raptors hope they don't listen to this pod for quite a while <laughs> down the road but we had our second we had our second game this evening and um it was a lot of fun we showed some serious improvement um a few episodes back if you're a longtime listener coach nad is is definitely a, a big part of the program and her and i are coaching this team and yeah we are we're owing two thanks for asking we're owing two but it's not about the wins and losses it's about building the foundation of some great players and and tonight was um, a lovely experience it's all good nobody's keeping score nobody's keeping track of your wins and losses just like no one keeps track of grades until grade 10 here in bc <laughs> as i always talk about so it doesn't that's matter. pretty good i like that i like that <laughs> and accurate <laughs> it's all about the learning experience it's all good i'm glad to hear that uh Things are, are picking up. And you got to play at the UVic Gym. And we got to play in the UVic Gym, which was a lot of fun. We also, in a previous ep, talked about going to watch in some games there. My daughter and I had went and watched some games there, too. And so it was really neat to play there on a Friday night under the lights, the Friday night lights. It was fun. That's awesome. Yeah, it was great. No, it was nice. So you alluded to earlier, you made some some beautiful queso. You mm-hmm. sent me some great text uh, photos while I was doing my thing of the weekend and a bit jealous we were we were quite juxtaposed on the weekend you were in the big city of vancouver i think they call it not <laughs> too right. not too far from here i know it still exists i haven't been there in a while but you were in the you were in the big the big city and i was out in um about 30 30 minutes north in nature we were in sort of opposite ends of the spectrum probably both having great times but yes we were eating really well uh, some friends and I were camping in Goldstream and, oh, JC, we had the, the aforementioned, the best batch of queso I've ever made with the spice that was so nice. Uh, fire roasted jalapenos and green onions to top a cheese blend. I won't get, I mean, I, I could get into it even more, but I got to keep my recipe because it is going to be bottled and sold in a retailer near you <laughs> soon. So I'm gonna hold on to it, but a little bit of ground beef in there too. But it was, um, it was, a a delight. Another pal brought some, some fresh local salmon. We had some cedar Ooh. plank salmon. Nice. Another guy brought a, a lovely homemade with all the accoutrement, um, Caesar salad. It sounds lovely. So we were we were eating good in the neighborhood, if you know what I mean. I love how your voice, your tone changed too. You got your like deep, sultry voice when you started describing. <laughs> I think we're just gonna start doing like a food pod now. Like the last two episodes, we're just here talking about our like our best plates here. Yeah, and then I'm mixed in those chilies <laughs> on the fire, baby. Mm. <laughs> yeah, it was nice. We ate we ate really well. Uh, a couple of tinnies, a nice frizzante late in the evening to clear the palate a couple of times. And um, yeah, it was nice, man. Just nice, nice just sitting around the fire. Yeah. Talking with your friends, um, important things, non-important things. It was just just nice. You know, the sort of plan was, hey, we're going to be here until we burn this pile of wood. We're just going to sit here, right? And it was, it was a fun challenge. I love that. Everything melts away when you're just sitting there the night... Um, in the night over a campfire there's no other distractions and you're just catching up like what could be better it was lightly raining sort of intermittently lightly raining which was kind of nice we went for a little walk um 
Yeah, and again, talked a range of topics. These are these are guys and their and their gloss listeners, which we God, we appreciate all you listeners. We got we got some some really cool and exciting news coming up later in that category. But man, um, if you're in your car, if you're out for a run, if you're cleaning the toilet, we really appreciate <laughs> you listening to the gloss. Tell your friends, tell your mama, tell your grandmama. <clears throat> but these are old friends of mine I've known for a long time. And just nice to uh, every so often we reconnect and just nice to uh, just nice to talk it out. Right. Like just nice to talk it out. We're kind of all three out of four of us now have families. We're dads. We got jobs, blah, blah, blah. And, and but we also have all the connective tissue of of things that happened in the past. Now, my favorite qu- quote of Tony Soprano is the lowest form of conversation is remember when. Yeah. But it's also nice to talk about some of these things upon reflection with some some like-minded people who went through these or could be traumatic or sweet or old basketball stories, you know, like that kind of thing. So it's kind of fun to talk about some of that stuff with people who also lived it in their own way and get their opinion, which in some cases is quite different. So it was a hoot, man. It was a hoot. No, that's great. I love it. And uh, I am. Yeah, I'm, I'm uh, totally jealous. I haven't done that in a minute. So it, it sounds like it was a lovely weekend. You were in Van City. Give me a little taste of the big city. Oh, yeah. Went over Friday night. Still need a ferry or is there a bridge? (laughs) (laughs) Over my cold, dead body, said most people from the Vancouver Island area about building a bridge. (laughs) Agreed. (laughs) (laughs) This is an island. It's going to stay an island. Uh, Jokes aside, yeah, I took the ferry over. (laughs) Ferry these days, always an adventure. Yeah. There was a bit of a delay. We didn't, you know, get to our uh, pied de terre until about 10 or so, which, you know, it's not great for a long day for the kids, but we settled, we settled in and, and the next day caught up with some friends uh, we hadn't seen in a while, went up to the North shore, which I'd never, ever done and spent some time in West Van kind of touring around. And, you know, I'm not a big nature guy. You're talking about <laughs> camping, you know, I'm not one that has a reverence for hiking or mm-hmm. like, uh, or nature, but I had something that even I can really appreciate. I had a, a beautiful moment. Please go on. We were on the kind of cliffs there. I was sending you some photos. Yeah, it looked quite nice. Yeah, kind yeah. of the, the western tip or edge of uh, the mainland there, like near Horseshoe Bay, if, if you know that area. And um, we're looking out over Bowen Island, and we've got kind of this little kind of kaleidoscope of uh, light coming through the clouds. And then... We just see two whales just there, just out Say, there. Saying hello. Saying hello. Blowholes just streaming up. Um, now, at the, at the risk of uh, diving too deep, we're talking like orcas or uh, humpbacks? Well, it's funny because... What are the nature nut in your crew? What did they know? What yeah, did they have to some, say? What was, did Dante have to say I was with that? some nature nuts for sure, and uh, apparently it was humpbacks. Humpies. Yeah. That's what they call them, I guess. That's what they call them. A lot of humpies around right now. Yeah, but it was cool. There was just like one, there was one single vessel, like a sailboat out there, and then just yeah. like kind of beyond it, we just see like a couple of spurts, and like, those are whales, and we just kind of tracked them with our eyes. Yeah. It's wonderful. Moments later, bald eagle flies overhead. You keep walking, mm. moment later, there's like a seal or something else in there. So even <laughs> even somebody like me who uh, is you know pretty uh, I don't know urbane, let's say like nice. I, I like my city life. I like sidewalks. I'm underneath my feet, and I was just on this hike and it was really enjoyable just to kind of catch some of that. And then you know we did get back beautiful BC. Yeah, exactly. Like the license plate says, got back in the car and then. <laughs> We were driving back into the city, and then that was completely different. So it was pretty hilarious. And that is one of the things that people always say they really treasure about Vancouver. You can be Mm -hmm. skiing or, like, hiking along a cliff and see whales or do all this stuff or be in the midst of a uh, parking lot of traffic on a bridge. You can have it all. That's why it's so expensive. (laughs) In the same day. Exactly. That's why it's over overpriced. But uh, yeah, then driving back into the city, I was just realized I was like, why isn't there some sort of an overpass to kind of bypass all of this downtown traffic? But that's another conversation for another time. I don't think there's an answer to that. But it was a good time. Yeah, we, we caught up with some friends we hadn't seen in a while and just kind of refresh, reset and get away for a minute. Lovely. We both did that in our own ways. I think we I think it's going to sound like that on this pod. <laughs> for sure. Uh 
quickly, just to backtrack a little bit, Jamal. Now, in the last episode, we talked about the Thanksgivings, the pros and cons from both sides of the border. Something that happened a couple days later on the on the Sunday was uh, was my guy, my boy from from Black Creek, the Lord's Hamlet. Cam Levin set in the Royal Victoria half marathon, set a new half marathon record. Now he ran the half marathon, which is how many miles again? 13.1. I'm not going to do the math, but I think it's about 22 and a half kilometers. Now he ran 22 and a half kilometers in 61 minutes and 18 seconds. Flying. Now that strikes me as pretty fast. He's going to the Paris Olympics. He's training for the New York City Marathon, which is happening on November 5th. He was using the the, the half marathon as a, a training exercise. And I saw a couple little videos. I know I sent them to you late at night, and he looked like he was absolutely cooking. That stride, that gait, that curly hair, he was flying. And I'm I'm quite thrilled to note that he's, only, he's 34. I thought he was younger. When I used to watch him run down my street... I always thought he was younger than me, but he's only a couple years younger than me. Just a couple. <laughs> Just a couple. Just a hair. Yeah. No, on that same day, if you were following along at home, if this sort of thing comes across your wire, Kelvin Kiptum in the Chicago Marathon said a new marathon record, period. So the question is, how far behind is our boy Cam than Kelvin Kelvin kipped him. Like, how's how's that going to go? I think he's I think he's not too far behind. I feel like I'm biased, clearly, but I think he's not too far behind. Yeah, I'm interested to see where Cam finishes, if he can get into the medal race next year in Paris. You know, it's running, or just in general, the Olympics is so interesting because you have to have your best day. You have one day yeah. to have your best day. It's not yeah. like a best of seven with, uh, you know, basketball, hockey, or mm-hmm. whatever. It's like... Hopefully you're injury free, everything's like working out for you, and this is your day to shine. And you got to get lucky. You got to get lucky. You got to get lucky. Yeah, it's true. But uh, yeah, it's just the fact that we are approaching human beings running a marathon under two hours. I think Kipton was at two oh one. Yeah, this is stuff that I, I just didn't think I would see in my lifetime, and here we are, right on the cusp of it. It's special. It's beautiful. We have all this. Wonderful technology, science, recovery, everything is is the best it's ever been. So it's really cool just to see these guys push limits. So while we're talking about sports in October, that leads me into our Q&A with J&J for the week. You got a sponsor for the Q&A, JC? I do. Q&A with J&J brought to you by... Car, car alarms going off on the ferry. Ah, yes. And it's always an Audi. You look around, it's always an Audi. It is. Uh, Well, the owner of a black Audi Q5 and also a white Mercedes SUV come to deck four. Your alarm is incessantly going off. On this ride over and on the ride back, Mm. you know I am a car dweller. You're You're a car deck dweller. You don't go up, you don't go down. Don't get down, don't get level. (laughs) <laughs> as i was car dwelling and my uh, narcoleptic wife was sleeping in the passenger seat slept right through those two alarms <laughs> <laughs> i'm sending pictures of you of this alarm <laughs> on its fourth cycle just going off the blaring high pitch i don't know why they make these it feels like these new cars they make the like car alarms more sensitive and maybe it's just me no i think i think that is what's happening that there's a, that's what's going off <laughs> on the car deck is the is the alarms are too sensitive it's brutal it's brutal and, and fortunately some of the uh, culprits came down to uh to turn off the alarms when beep, they beep. were but uh there were some some moments there where i felt like uh i was like this must must be what a migraine feels like so these cars are parked so closely together and something about the waves and the movement just rocks that alarm awake and it just motion of the ocean and then I'm just sitting there reading my Jack Reacher book. Nice. And next thing I know, I can't even keep a coherent thought. What should be the penalty for your car alarm going Ooh. off? Even though it's not totally, entirely your fault, it sort of still is. What should be the penalty for that? <clears throat> what do we, what do I we don't do? Know. What do we do with these, these people? I feel like there should be a ticket. I feel like it should be like a like a I don't know sixteen dollar ticket or something. Just some sort of 
Disturbing the peace. What's the ticket for disturbing the peace? What's this ticket? What's the ticket for texting while driving? Something like that. <laughs> I don't know, but I can tell you what it's. It's one of the most. I think they should have to. Things. I think they should have to buy like ten people a bowl of clam chowder, <laughs> or a BC burger, or a, there you go, you a know, buffet, a something. Yeah, there should be a penance for it for sure. Yeah. Yeah, <laughs> it should it should cost. It should cost because it cost me, cost my eardrums, cost my sanity. So didn't wake up Julia. <laughs> didn't bother. She could sleep through a freaking apocalypse. God bless her. It's yeah. a talent. It's part of her charm. <laughs> so that's our sponsor. But the question is this: We we're just talking about Cam Levens and and his uh, aspirations coming up and and his endeavors. And there's so much going on right now. We're on the cusp of NBA, which we'll talk about, I think, more next week. NBA season starts on Tuesday. NHL season has started. MLB playoffs are in full flight. We've got the NFL season six, seven weeks in, et cetera, et cetera. College football, tennis is rounding out. Soccer, we've got things flowing there with European Cup qualifiers, all kinds of beautiful stuff. Is October the best month to be a sports fan? What do you say, Justin Kelly? I'm going to say recency bias included. I'm going to say, yeah, it is. We've got all of the flavors of the rainbow. We've got all 42 flavors of Baskin Robbins here in the sporting, <laughs> in the sporting world. There's so much going on that it's all, it's all there. Whatever turns your crank, you can find. Now, one could argue that in the spring when some of the leagues closer to the heart in North America are in their most intense point, that that, that might be a nice place to be. But I don't know, October, everything's, everything's going on. If one has the time and interest, you can find a sporting event um, every night, locally, on your TV, however you intake sports. It's there to be had. Like It's a pretty, it's pretty fun time. As you mentioned, the NBA starts on Tuesday, and then after that, it's it's fucking full gas. <laughs> it is. Put the pedal down. Yeah. What do you think? It's hard to beat October. I mean, just a snapshot for me. Earlier, before you came over, I was watching the Raptors Wizards uh, preseason game, and yep. like you said, like we're right on around the corner from the real thing. So that was a really good dress rehearsal. Just watching that. Then at the same time, last night I was watching like random college football, and then we also watched uh, an NFL game last night on Thursday. Right. And then, you know, tomorrow bright and early, we, we're going to talk about this later. We've got some um, really great college football at 9 a.m. Yep. And tonight after you leave, I'm probably going to stay up and watch tennis that's happening in Tokyo. Fun. Ben Shelton, my guy playing the semifinal nice so it's all happening young ben yeah for sure so i'd agree i mean one could argue march madness bleeding into april is a special time that's what i was referring to yep yeah but october's pretty great october's pretty good the 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 anticipation of of all these things right like the beginning of the nba and nhl season uh, nfl season i think what might be a tipping point if one was interested in baseball and there are less and less people interested in baseball, but you, if you had a rooting interest in a team that you were a fan of that was in the baseball playoffs, I think that might push this over the line a little bit for one of us. Agreed. If, if, um, if I was a big Arizona Diamondbacks fan, if I loved the Rattlers, you know what I mean? Then, then I might be even a little bit higher on October. Cause you would, you just probably feel that, that playoff juju. Yeah, because the Cardinals ain't doing it for you right now. Cardinals ain't doing it for me. No, no. <laughs> but if you had a, like a rooting interest like that, that really hit home for you, you, you might feel that this is the best time. And and I think you'd be fair in that. Even without that, it's so much going on every day. There's something going on. Totally agree. And that's why we're here at the sports class. We're gonna give you a taste of all of that and then some more. And hopefully in an exciting and enlightening and humorous way. That's right. And speaking about exciting things that are happening in October, JC, we may have some really exciting news for and on the Sports Gloss in our next episode. Meetings are still pending. We're uh, a lot of a lot of moving parts, but um, yeah, we might have some really cool a really cool update for uh, for you valued listeners out there. Some some things in the work. We got approached on something, and um, quite exciting for Jamal and I, if I can speak for you, pal. For sure. I'm excited about it, and I also think it'll benefit the the listeners, so stay tuned. Absolutely. Let's take a break. 
Welcome back to the Sports Class with Justin Jamal. We're going to talk a little bit of college football now, one of the favorite things we like to do in the fall here. Justin was talking about earlier, he had a great weekend camping, and prior to embarking on your camping trip, you sent me a few photos on uh, what you were up to before that. Why don't you tell the people what you were into? Without getting into the nitty-gritty details, I had carved out this time for myself, so I had the window open, JC. So what did I do on on the way out to to do a little camping at Goldstream Park? I stopped at maybe the last sports bar in Victoria, which just happens to be in the direction of Goldstream. And um, uh, a couple of my pals are still recovering from the night before, so I plunked plunked down at um, at an establishment and I watched the second half of Oregon v the University of Washington. Much hype game. Game day, college game day was there in the morning. Lots of, lots of hype. They were in the dark. Your boy, no, I shouldn't say that. Pat McAfee was there <laughs> in the dark, and it was a real cool scene. I don't know if you caught that last Saturday morn. Yeah. Love it when when game day and the biggest game of the week comes to the West Coast. As a proud and staunch West Coaster, I love that. And and sort of as the school closest to us, to have all the all the hype and all the circumstance uh, on Saturday was so cool. And and like I said, I I ran into this game. One of my buddies who was on the way out to camping joined me there, and and we watched this game. And he's not even a um, a great college football fan, like you out there listening may not be. But this is what makes college football so cool. That game was electric. It was so intense. The intensity was absolutely just just bleeding through the screen like it really was that rivalry is so fucking heated between the dogs and the ducks in washington and oregon those people live together they work together they cohabitate and and you could just feel it you could really just feel it it was palpable and and the game lived up to the hype back and forth affair at one point i thought it was all but over and of course in college football we Never trust a kicker. We never trust a kicker <laughs> in college football. We love a lefty, and we never trust a kicker. Definitely not an Oregon kicker. No, you, you don't trust college kickers. You can trust them in the NFL. Don't trust college kickers. Got that tattied on my ass. They, This guy, back and forth affair. I won't give you the replay. Go check out the YouTube 15-minute segment on and watch it. It's worth your time. Guy misses the kick at the end. Washington wins. Our guy, Michael Penix, now the favorite for the Heisman. As mentioned in last week's pod, the way he throws, his arm strength, the touch he puts on the ball. We love a lefty. Just, yeah, just still just so, it was it was incredible, JC. It, it was an incredible, incredible game. I was following along on the ticker, like just kind of updating my phone while I was walking around in North North Van. Yeah, not looking at the humpback whales. Huh? Huh? Sorry, I'm <laughs> just checking the ticker. <laughs> it was funny because I went from humpback whales to a mall, mm. <laughs> and I was in the mall where the family was walking around, sitting on a couch, just texting you fear like feverishly, and then watching, and then like the score go back and forth and back and forth. And waiting for that update to see that they had uh, missed that kick to Wild the game. game. And then, yeah, you were just talking to me about it. But also, I want to talk about one quick thing. Which I, I thought Oregon won. I thought, you Oregon, thought Oregon was going to win. There was a moment when I thought... The ball was on, kicked? No, no, no. Even before that. Okay. With a couple minutes left, Oregon drove, and they won. And then they stymied Washington on defense. And I in that right. moment, I thought, wow, Oregon's just won this game. Like That's the kind of classic that it was. Like I was convinced Oregon and won. Then Washington somehow gets a stop, gets the ball back. Right, they've got this great offense with the aforementioned Michael Penix. Their defense is good, not great. It's good though. Sure, they held up. They got the ball back. Then out of not out of nowhere, Washington scores almost too fast. And I'm thinking, you scored too fast. And <laughs> yeah. again, what a flurry of events, right? Yeah. Then Oregon gets the ball back. They come all the way down. They miss the kick. Don't trust a college kicker. Just wild, man. Wild energy. So in the intensity, it's just there's nothing better than a game like that on a Saturday, especially so close to us. Purple Rain's playing. Kids are storming the field. Purple Rain. Rain. They're storming the field. Yeah. It's the light mist that I was experiencing at Goldstream that night was happening on Mott Lake. It was cool. It's cool. That's that's a cool thing about sports. No, it's beautiful. Also, I just wanted to point out you... There's a, a funny tidbit. 
you had to fight for your right to party. You had to fight for your right to watch the game. Thank you for Tell that. Tell the people about uh, what Thank you, you for that. What you uh, had to deal with at the sports bar on the Saturday afternoon. So when I walk into the establishment, and again, I'm going camping. I've carved this time away from my family. It's all good. I'm taking my window, and it's let's let's just do it, right? Let's go have a have a pre pre uh, camping beer and a snack, right, my pal. And I'm in there. When I first walk in, there we're watching the TV, and the sound is on. I think the game was Illinois versus University of Massachusetts. The score is forty-eight nothing. <laughs> Snooze. I'm like, someone's got a someone have, must have went to the University of Illinois at Champaign to be watching this game in here. And there's not a lot of people in here, right? It's like mid late afternoon. Yeah. Anyway, I coerced the uh, the staff to change it over to. Oregon versus Washington. So that's all good. The game's on the loudspeakers. Um, things are looking up. Things are looking up for your boy. Yes. My pal joins me. We're shooting the breeze. He's not a college football fan, but I think he's soaking up the moment and the atmosphere. It's kind of neat. I go to take a pee. Full transparency. I go to the bathroom. Yeah. I come back and I think my my buddy was on his phone or something and, and sort of missed it. <sighs> Rick from Peterborough got in the manager's <laughs> ear. He got in the manager's ear. Yeah. And I walked back out and I, I had to work hard and coerce this young man really well to navigate to get the sound and the TVs on. And I come back out and they've got Hockey Night in Canada, the lead in. Not even the game yet. Ugh. Rick from Peterborough has talked the aforementioned manager into switching the TVs and the sound to the Leafs game. He's got a Leafs hat on. He's got a Leafs bad sweatshirt on. And I am hot, hot to trot. I came here to see Austin Matthews score a hat trick. I need this pregame on right now. So now I'm irritated, Jamal. The game, the the this sports bar is attached to a hockey rink. So I get it's kind of hockey-centric, hockey-focused. Fine. I play hockey. I love hockey. Fine. The game hadn't started yet. We got to sit through Scotiabank, Scotiabank and T, Tim Hortons commercials for like another 15 minutes, right? <laughs> and we're talking like game two of 82 or something. We're talking hockey, game. Right? We are talking game two of 82. Good point. So I am furious, right? My buddy's like, yo, Justin, calm down, man. I'm like, the volcano is building. Oh, I was so, I was so hot. I was so hot. They never put the sound back on, but I... I was able to, it was on a big TV, like I was so pissed. I was so pissed. I can't even really state how mad I was. Deflating, I'm sorry. It it was deflating. (laughs) It was deflating. However, the end of the football game was so good that it it was still okay. It was still okay. And actually, just to round out the story, you know what was really neat? So I had about a five-minute drive um, after the end of the football game to get to the campsite. And I was listening on KJR on, on the, on the, on the local radio. I was too. Oh, <laughs> and, and there's still something special about just the audio in your ear and you paint your own picture with it. And I could hear purple rain coming through and, you know, a couple sort of scrambling interviews and the analysts back in the studio of, of the Seattle sports talk radio station that's still to me i still think that's really cool i couldn't have said it better there i was listening as well when i was traversing traffic in uh in the greater vancouver area and it was one of those things just i caught the post game when they're recounting things and then they had an interview with roman dunze like the receiver who caught the touchdown to win what a catch thank you for bringing his name up because he deserves it and it was awesome because he was singing the praises of Michael Penix Jr. and just talking about like how he was battling through injury and all of this stuff to make it happen. And and you could just tell he was exasperated like in his voice and how those those you don't get that in, in, in NFL. You don't get that experience. You don't get fans rushing the field, Mm-mm. that pure Mm-mm. like elation, jubilation from the like young players post game. Like, unless it's like a Super Bowl victory at the end, you know, like you just don't get Mm -hmm. those vibes. Mm -mm. And like you said, the rivalry, like there's so much entrenched and enmeshed in that, that it is unique. And just like to hear it coming through the radio, ah, it was, 
<laughs> I would just like getting chills thinking about it. It was great. It was so good. So good. Yeah. And 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 that's what Canadians don't understand about about college football that that makes it so wonderful is it is absolutely in in the SEC country and in schools across the country but the big schools that have those big followings and big alumni bases and big fan bases it just means more it's it's in their blood it's in their blood i can say it no more directly than that I, there's a kind of running joke about how you know Alabama Auburn all they do is talk about Alabama and Auburn mm-hmm football for 365 days a year and it's the same in college football like these these towns like sure you've got the seahawks you've got the portland trailblazers nearby for the university of oregon you've got this but it's not on the same scale no the feel's different the feel is totally different it's not quite there no it's not quite there that's what that's what i love about college football uh let's piggyback as we move through a few college football notes now on the friday night before we went our separate ways on on well you were actually en route to Vancouver before I went out went north crazy happenings with our boy coach prime must be the money that's got them on the knees no wait it's the second half <laughs> university of colorado the buffs versus stanford the tree the cardinal yeah friday night game night game in boulder only game on TV. The only game on TV. Stanford, yeah. And and we are pro coach prime here on the sports class. He's done a great job. It's 29-0 at halftime. The entire East Coast falls asleep. Falls asleep. And what happens in the second half? The lowly Stanford Cardinal comes back from the 29-0 deficit. And they end up beating Colorado at home on Friday night. Led by... Alec. Iomanor, and that's the best effort it's I can good. give on that it's name. Good. I'm sorry if I've uh, disrespected it. And where's where's the, um, that person from? Medicine Hat, Alberta. Med Hat, Alberta. He had 289 yards receiving. Yeah. He did you see the catch? He pulled off Travis Hunter's helmet. Elite, elite Travis oh. Hunter just mossed him. 30 oh. yard touchdown to to send into double overtime. I was watching it live actually. <laughs> like yeah. I had. Landed in Vancouver. We were half watching uh, lessons in chemistry, or my wife was, and I had uh, an illegal stream of uh, of this Stanford game on, and I yep. was texting you furiously. Yeah. Because earlier I was on the ferry. I was like, "What's the score of the game?" And you were like, "21 zip." Yeah. And I was like, "Oh, that's a snoozer." Me. That's what I thought. I went outside to get my camping shit organized, <laughs> and then lo and behold. This kid from Medicine Hat, Med Hat, shout out to the Hat, just emerges as a beast <laughs> and <laughs> puts the team on his back. He's the next Trevor Linden. <laughs> and yeah, and and, and here we storm, are. They storm back and beat Neon Dion on a Friday night, and kind of bring Colorado back down to earth a little. Yeah, bit. I hate to third say loss it. of the season. Okay, USC, you lose to USC like a, a, by a nose. Okay, mm-hmm. uh, Oregon blows their doors off. We get it. You lose to Stanford, two and four, one and four. Stanford at home on a Friday night after being out twenty nine zip. Yikes! Yikes is right, JC. And their schedule doesn't get any easier. They're still got to run the gauntlet of the Pac twelve as always, and we'll state it again in a minute. The Pac twelve eats their own, and it's gonna it. Best conference in the land. The Buffs can, may slide. I hope. I hope they sort of uh, plateau a bit, but they could continue, continue to slide. Pac-12 is the best conference in the land, and it's their last year. Ain't that some? Sh- I know. Things can be cruel, but we enjoy it while we can. And speaking of the Pac-10, briefly, just want to touch on the fact that USC got blown out by the Irish, by the Fighting Irish. Yeah, we were speculating on that. We thought I thought it was going to be a close one, and and it was not. Caleb no. Williams has probably his worst outing, three interceptions. Yeah. And I think I called that one. I think I had the Irish in that. I game. think you did. I think you did. Mm-hmm. You're usually pretty accurate. Oh, my last name's Kelly. <laughs> but I just wanted to point out here, of course, uh, you know, haters going to hate and things come out after games like this and there are rumors about Caleb Williams um and his 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 dad saying that, "Hey, you know what? Wherever we get drafted, we're seeking a partial ownership." Of the team that drafts him, so the NFL team that drafts him, he wants a piece of the he wants a piece of the big big pie. That's a big pie. We're talking 
you know, Billy's. Billy, yeah, exactly, with a B. Is that? Do you think that's possible? You think? You think even in today's world uh, that a that a draft pick could could have that type of pull? I mean, that's that's the Messi effect, right? Yes. Messi's got a piece of the well apple pie in in MLS. He's probably got a piece of the Miami pie. If there's another expansion team down the road, I bet you Messi will have his his fingers in that if he wants to, like. Player empowerment, we've gone so far in that direction, and I think they're new bargaining chips. Like, I was thinking back the other day, do you remember a couple years ago when um, Odell Beckham Jr. signed with the Rams, and he said, I want all my money in crypto? Bitcoin. Or, yeah, thank you. Yeah. So that was a bit far out in left field, and I feel like this is maybe a further evolution of that. Shoot your shot, Caleb Williams, and Mm -hmm. if you think that you can get a a percentage Mm -hmm. on... The Chicago Bears, the Arizona Cardinals, the you know whoever drafts you and is fortunate to have your talents come to your that town. Yep. That being said, I, I I I like it in a way, honestly. But then I think also we're it's a little bit much for a person who is not played a down. Yeah, he's not yet there. Right. If we're talking about like Tom Brady late career, sure. If we're talking about. I don't know, late career Peyton Manning. Yep. Going to Denver for a piece of the pie. Sure. Yeah. That makes sense. I think there's two there's two pieces in there for me. One is now that and I think we're both happy about this, but Caleb Williams can now stay at USC for another year yes. and make a ton of dough above table that he that couldn't happen 5 years ago. That doesn't happen anymore. So so if the Chicago Bears have the first pick and he decides that he does not want to go to Chicago because he deems them the dumpster fire that is, well, I can stay at USC. I'm already in that Dr. Pepper commercial <laughs> and I'm already getting big money from the NIL fund at USC. Like I'll wait till next year when whomever's got the pick and that's a little more enticing to me, right? I, I can do that. I, yeah. can, I can do that. Why not? Just go stick around. You're playing a different competition next year in the Big Ten. You're still going to shine. Yeah, I mean, he could do that. He has the leverage here. I don't know if he has enough leverage to make this partial ownership a real thing. I know that a lot of the owners are really this seems, this seems a, stingy. Yeah, it seems a little far, but I don't I don't totally hate it. I don't hate it. I feel like you, you ask for it and you see what you can get. Um, I It's just... It's there's some it's audacious coming from someone who actually hasn't taken a snap in the NFL. Exactly. Yeah, yeah. Right. I agree. I agree. Uh, let's dive in into the games of the week. As I can't remember the other point I was going to say about that. Let's dive into the games of the week. Let's start and let's breeze through them, JC. Let's start 9 a.m. Pacific tomorrow. Big game. Game day is going to be in Columbus. CJ Stroud is a celebrity picker on game day. He's on a bye week. That makes sense. I uh, who you got? Penn State, the Nittany Lions, or Ohio State University. Now, the Buckeyes are favored by four, if that means anything to you. Who do you like in that game? As a person... Sorry, who, uh, Penn State ranked seven, Ohio State three. Go. As a person who is sitting across from a guy wearing a Michigan football shirt, I would like to God say right. neither. <laughs> tie but no i think uh i've got to go with ohio state they're at home higher ranked there's some question marks at quarterback but i think they're gonna get the job done yeah i don't trust penn state at all i don't trust penn state at all they're not a bad team but i i don't trust them at all it'll be close but i think ohio state comes out of victory we were just talking about washington and oregon out in langford tomorrow the oregon ducks play Washington State, Wazoo, the Cougs, go Cougs, flat, fly old crimson. Oregon favored by 20 Ooh, tomorrow. That's a lot. That's a lot. Washington State, Washington State is really good. Excuse me. They've beaten Wisconsin this year. I like their quarterback. I like their coach. Hmm. I think Oregon's going to have a little bit of a hangover coming off that crazy loss to UW. I'm taking Wazoo outright as my voice gets deep. I'm feeling Whoa. good about that. Yeah, yeah. I like Wazoo in a close one. Hangover continues. How you like that? Wow. How you like that? Bold. Have a take, don't suck. <laughs> this pod hopefully will be out prior to the game, but if it isn't, people can look back and say Justin Kelly pulled out his crystal ball and he made 
the right call. I'm taking the Cougs. I'm taking Oregon. Yeah. I think they'll bounce back. I think they're going to be furious. I think they're going back home. This is a get right game for them. Austin will be buzzing. Next, we've got uh, uh, two basketball schools <laughs> yeah. playing football. Florida State, Florida State ranked four. Duke's had a good year. I don't think John Shire and his new deals playing in this game. Shane Battier won any part of this. Pop, pop, pop. William Avery, Corey Maggette. Any of them playing? <laughs> That's to my knowledge. That's to my knowledge. No Jonathan Isaac. No Charlie Ward. Oh, Charlie Ward, your guy. No Bobby your, Sora. Your guy. Bobby <laughs> Sora, my guy. Um, who you got? FSU. They're going to take care of business. Mm-hmm. I agree. Yeah, I think it... Uh, yeah. I, I, honestly, I think they they cover. I think they're gonna win by um, seventeen or so. Bama, Tennessee, big game in the South. Big game in the South. Huge game. Yeah, uh, Bama, Tennessee. Tennessee so good last year. Remember they beat Bama at home last year, and there's that wonderful visual of the um, of the fireworks coming off at uh, I'm blanking on the name of the stadium in in yeah. Knoxville, but it's a beautiful thing. Yeah, that, I remember that. Tennessee People was on crying fire. in the stands. We were talking about how much it means. People crying in the stands. There's still some what ifs, you know. What if Tennessee's uh, quarterback, whose name is escaping right now, um, Hendon Hooker, I believe, tears his ACL in that game late in the season? That's right. That's right. What if that didn't happen? Where would Tennessee have been? But I think it's in, it's at Bama. They, you know, they had that blip. I feel like with Texas, I think Bama wins. It's gonna be close, though. I think it's gonna be. Neyland Stadium is the name of the stadium. N e y l a n d is the name of the That's stadium right. in Knoxville. Yeah. Yeah, I think uh, Tennessee keeps it close, but Bama, Bama's victorious. What do you think? You know, I guess I'm feeling spicy tonight for some reason. Mm. I think um, Bama's favored by eight. I think it's gonna be. I think it's gonna be a, like. Um, Less than that. I think it's going to be like field goal, touchdown, six points, something, something weird there. This Bama offense isn't as explosive as it's in not. the past. I saw like a thing that came across my social media today talking about the, I think, 2017 Bama team saying maybe the best roster ever. You had Mac Jones, Jalen Hurts. Yeah, right. Tua Tagalo. Yeah, I can't say Tua's name. Yeah. Tua all in the same team. This is not that team. I think it's going to be close, but I think Bama wins. Just a smidge, just a smidge under um, 102,000 people they will fit into Neyland Stadium tomorrow That's night. wild. Just a smidge. Oh, sorry, it's in Bama, but that's how many people in Tennessee. That's what we're doing in the South, 100,000. This is, and this is, what you were, this is what you were talking about earlier, and this is what college football is. Yeah. I don't know how many people yeah. go to a game. More at- people than in my hometown. <laughs> But I mean, like that's more people that are going to go to the Titans game in Nashville, like this Absolutely. weekend or something. You know? Absolutely, yeah. Okay, moving along. Next, we've got number fourteen Utah versus number eighteen USC. We just talked about their sort of a bit of a tough game last week. Uh, they need a bounce back. Caleb Williams and his ownership stake need a bounce back. <laughs> now, JC, in the immortal words of uh, the notorious Big, give me the Utes, give me the Utes. <laughs> that's the line of the pod, folks. Utah last year wins twice. Caleb Williams on his nails, if you remember. Fuck Utah. Caught a lot of heat for that when right. you lose twice. Right. I forgot about that. Yeah. So um, <laughs> this, this game is going to be spicy. This is going to be spicy. It's going to be close. Is that in is that in L.A. or in... It's uh, in L.A. Hmm. Live and die in L.A. I live and die in L.A., yeah. I think USC bounces back from that Notre Dame uh, beatdown. So I'll, we'll see. I'll take the. I Utes. still use some spicy chicken sandwiches. You do. I'll take the Utes and their defense. Yeah, and we want to have a little bit of room. Stretch out here. We got a Michigan minute. We got Sparty this week. Justin, you have the floor. If you've been following along, and maybe have, maybe haven't, there's been more allegations against my guy, Coach Jim Harbaugh, this week. Sort of another. In a, a bit of a series at this point of kind of, I would say, air quotes, kind of ticky-tack violations on my guy, Coach Jim, and his Coke bottle glasses. If you haven't seen Jim Hardball lately, that man is blind. Blind. I don't know how he can even see the football. His glasses are so thick. Yeah, he's so thick he can't buy khakis that, that fit him. <laughs> he can't. He's outsourced that. Um, the last couple of days, it's been it's been the little bit of context is is that it's been revealed that Michigan Michigan is scouting 
other teams in person. Now that's a no, no. They're sending a staffer today. They suspended this guy for like three weeks with pay. They suspended this guy for three weeks. They're sending, um, a team staffer scout to watch games in person. That's a NCA. No, no. At this point, uh, there was this thing with Michigan, uh, Jim Harbaugh buying, buying some meals for some some recruits a while ago they also did something during the covid period where they weren't allowed to recruit and they were recruiting so there's been a little bit of a history here okay i again rose-colored glasses on here if you ain't cheating you ain't trying like (laughs) that's where we're at if if you've got a problem that there's a a assistant coach a michigan someone of a Michigan personnel person in your building stealing your signals, which was what they were saying, then change your fucking signals, <laughs> right? That's it. In baseball, everyone's trying to steal signs. That's the whole point. Houston's like, banging on trash cans. Exactly. Like again, if you ain't cheating, you ain't trying. Um, I don't love this sort of trend here, but Hey, whatever it takes, whatever it takes. So, at this point, it's to me, it doesn't seem super important, but but there's been a lot of this. Uh, coach Jim, blind Coach Jim, didn't coach the first three or four games of this year because he was uh, self-imposed sanctions. So we'll see what happens. There's a trend here, but again, I don't know if Michigan makes the the Final Four and <sighs> cross my heart, hope to die wins the the national championship this year. Then it does not matter. Then it's then they did the right thing. <laughs> it all melts away. Yeah. I'm with a little, you. A little bit. And right now, I just wanted to point out briefly, it's projected, and some of the projections I've seen, potentially, if things hold true, Washington v. Michigan in the Rose Bowl, mm-hmm. a proper Rose Bowl finale in this proper. iteration of the, the Pac-12. And I want that so badly. Wouldn't that be great? Wouldn't that be great? January 1st. Ooh, getting chills. Me and Charles were with Charles Woodson with roses between our teeth. <laughs> yeah, that would be that would be unbelievable. Uh, Michigan plays. Michigan plays Michigan State, little brother tomorrow. Big big game. These rivalry game, games, the Paul Bunyan Trophy up for stakes tomorrow. Michigan's favored by twenty four and a half. Like, wow, big number. Michigan's rolling. Uh, state is scuffling. They're coming off all this Mel Tucker stuff. Interim coach Mike D'Antonio is back. Mike D'Antoni's back. It seems a bit odd in East Lansing, so we'll he- see what happens there. But always a rivalry game. In a rivalry game, anything can happen. So we'll see, JC. We'll see. Yeah, I'm taking Michigan. Yeah. <laughs> but it'll be interesting. Rivalry games, anything can happen. I just said that. <laughs> Let's take a break. Welcome back to Sports Class with Justin Jamal. We're going to talk a little soccer here. It's been a minute, but we want to dig in. There's a lot of hot topics here, so I'm going to jump in for a few minutes here and and see how the the water is. So first up, I just wanted to report back. You know I love a documentary. If you've been with us as a faithful listener, and I hope you have and appreciate that, this summer I was a tour to a sports documentary. Sports doc, yeah. (laughs) And... um, as I endeavor to do, there was a, a David Beckham sports documentary that's been on Netflix, a four-part series recently that I... It's like two weeks old in. or so, three weeks old? Yeah, just a few weeks old. And it's kind of a retrospective on the entirety of his career up until now. Mm. And I'll just admit, like, quickly, uh, I'm a closeted uh, Manchester United fan. Oh, thanks for putting that out there. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. Now everybody knows, so you can uh, chastise me if you see me in the street. But uh, I latched on to Manchester United kind of late 90s when they had that midfield of uh, Roy Keane, Paul Scholes, Ryan Giggs, and the aforementioned David Beckham. I love Keno, by the way. I love Keno. Oh, yeah. yeah. Love Definitely. the two-foot spikes-up slide tackle. That turns my crank. <laughs> Go on, please. Maybe the hardest guy in soccer, oh, like, yeah. ever. Love Roy Keane. Yeah. So 
I loved Beckham for so long. I, I actually just sold my Manchester United David Beckham number seven long sleeve jersey at a, a yard sale outside of these doors uh, like recently. Oh, I know. I know. It was. It took a lot of effort. Well, the long sleeve's a nice touch too. Yeah, right? that's what he always rocks. So I needed yeah. it. <laughs> he was cold. <laughs> that was before all the Under Armour uh, long sleeves. But anyway. Just a few thoughts on this documentary. It's really well done. If you uh, have Netflix, check it out. Man, David Beckham is such an interesting guy. I always feel like these documentaries always kind of put a spin on. They're a little bit of like uh, advertisement, maybe like kind of curating an opinion of somebody like post-career. But at the same time, I feel like there's an authenticity in this one that comes through for me. And a couple of quick thoughts. The spotlight can be bright and brutal. Mm. Him dating Posh Spice, ultimately marrying her, just the shit that he went through with paparazzi both in England and then when he went to Real Madrid. You, I'm just Must like, have been crazy. No spoilers. Just, I mean, can you imagine, Justin? What a way to live. I was complaining earlier to you off mic about just like the, the uh, gauntlet of dropping my kids off at school every day. Could you imagine paparazzi on motorcycles chasing you while you're trying to do that drive? Yikes. So he's having to deal with that. He's having to deal with Alex Ferguson falling out with him, kicking a boot at him and right. all of this other right. stuff. And um, man, it's, it's pretty interesting because I think a lot of people think of him as just this kind of one trick pony, free kicks and everything. But he was really a multifaceted player really great guy it shows his kind of evolution to become this uh key owner in this piece with the inner uh miami and kind of how he acquired Messi and got him to come so that's part of the doc it's part of the doc oh that's cool i yeah. like that that's so neat it's really cool i mean it's very very like you know like recent like i mean mm-hmm. that that just happened mm-hmm. so it's really good and um I, I highly highly recommend it and I just wanted to say as well, like you mentioned, you've seen him play in person, which I never have. I saw David Beckham play, actually play the Vancouver Whitecaps. I was in university and the LA Galaxy came up and played a game at Commonwealth Stadium in Edmonton. Shout out to all our E-Town listeners. Galaxy played the Whitecaps in Commonwealth in front of 67,000 and Bex played the first... He must have played 60 minutes, 65 minutes. I mean, everyone was there to see him, right? Wow. He yeah. played He played amazing, had a great send-off. I can remember him looking in my direction and kind of clapping at us, like clapping at the crowd because they were really into it. Yeah. He played really well. I mean, you were, you were watching the whole game, but you were sort of transfixed on him. Of course. And um, had a couple of nice balls. It was a lovely evening at the park and, and so cool to see this international superstar, like, you know, within within distance. It's amazing. Like he came here as like kind of like the first big mm-hmm. star from abroad to kind yep. of like kind of lift the profile of soccer in America. Absolutely, he was in a, North America. He was a big piece when he joined the. It, he was a huge piece. He, in a sense, he put MLS on the map again. You know, he was like early thirties and he made the move. Won some championships. Or Probably trying to get away from that those British tabloids, the British paps. I think he they, um, in the documentary they talk about this briefly, but like uh, Posh Spice says briefly, L.A. is where celebrities go to retire. Kind of a vibe. She was saying yes. that's why you see people walking around like sweatpants and UGGs, <laughs> like in those like paparazzi photos, because they yeah. could just get away. Because she's like, I'm going to dinner at some restaurant. Who gives a fuck? Because Tom Cruise is like sitting at a table next to me. You know, whereas kind of makes sense. Yeah, kind of makes sense for them. Right. Whereas everything they did, every breath they took was uh, on film in in England. Um, David Beckham and I also share a birthday. Oh, okay. We're born on the same day. Really? Yep. 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 That's awesome. Just another little nugget of info for you. You also share luscious locks. That's (laughs) we have that in common. Couple (laughs) couple of good looking guys, if I may be so bold. It's so true. Now in this documentary, there's a moment where David Beckham is kind of um, kind of forecasting his uh, future endeavors, and he talks about getting messy. And then, as well, he I think I know what you're going to say. Come on, give it to me. <laughs> he has like he shows like a voicemail, like a like a not even a voicemail, like a I don't know, like a video email or whatever. You, I don't know. I sound like a, a fucking <laughs> a video boomer. email. It's great. Okay, boomer. Um, Anyway, he has a message 
from Neymar. Mm. Um, and he's just, and he looks over, and if I recall, maybe I'm conflating here, but he says, like, we're going to get Neymar. Kind of inferring that down the road, Neymar will come to Miami, will come to the MLS, which is a segue to... Hold on, hold on, hold on, hold oh. on. Let me, just let me jump in. Sorry, let me jump in. Pump and brakes. Somebody sent me a clip. Someone sent me a clip of David Beckham in this doc, which I haven't seen because you know I only get Netflix in yes. North Country, of David <laughs> Beckham cooking a mushroom on his flat top grill. Yes, sir. Wow. Now that is speaking my language and pulling out my heartstrings. I thought of you as well because his setup? <laughs> it's pretty serious. Spare no expense. Money is no object. We also have that in common. <laughs> <laughs> Gotta feed the family. <laughs> but I will say he's a connoisseur. Uh, he's a gourmand. Like There is a whole bit like of him making a coffee with this contraption, like this amazing amazing uh piece of a cappuccino machine for his drugs and uh yeah <laughs> and then uh yeah he's doing like this whole like sunday kind of traditional roast with like a chicken and things like just all the things that Love you that. want and, like, no mustard on these pork chops <laughs> <laughs> clean burning fuel at the beckham house oh and yeah the, the little clip i saw he was like slicing a mushroom and cooking it and he just he was like loving it like loving it it's it's it speaks briefly to his attention to detail, and that's a theme Ooh, throughout nice. the whole nice. thing. Like they show that, uh, like me, even though he is white, he does plan his outfits out for uh, several days in, fa- in advance for our faithful listeners who get that callback. But uh, he has a clothing rack at one point, and he's in like the uh, the guy behind the scenes says, "Oh, like is what's what's this?" He's like, "These are my clothes for the next five days." Really? He's meticulous, wow. like fastidious, like too, yes. like. OCD, borderline. OCD borderline. Yeah. But I like it. The quality that like it, it. it admits. Right? Yeah, it's all in the details. It's it is. all in the details. Yeah, the uh, the red devils in the details. If you nice. get a Manchester United detail. Well done. So I was alluding to like uh, Neymar potentially coming to the MLS at some point, but you mm-hmm. have a thought. No, Neymar just had this big injury, right? Yes. Like he's just torn his ACL. He's someone who's gone through that. That is a really difficult uh, injury. And like I think he's in his early 30s. And he just chased all this money to go play in Saudi Arabia. Yeah. He's not alone in that. A lot of international footballers are have gone to Saudi to chase the dough. And he's he, we talked about in a previous pod, he's making heaps and heaps and mountains yes. of Saudi dollars. It sucks that this happened. I saw a clip of him playing in, I think, the game before this injury. And he was literally playing in front of... 1200 people there was nobody there nobody there one could question the quality of the turf in these places if that has anything to do with it coming on the the heels of aaron Rodgers' injury it's yeah it kind of stinks you chase a bag and sometimes it isn't all what it's cracked up to be maybe a little bit yeah some karmic forces in there yeah so i wonder if Honestly, I wonder if this is it. Like, I wonder if he comes back from this or wonder if he becomes like late stage fat Ronaldo and he just calls it a day. That sounds fun. <laughs> it does. Just like Caparinas and uh, uh, Palja Queso for everyone. Or if he just uh, decides, hey, you know what? I'm just going to see how this contract, go get a bag in Miami and, and just whatever. But I don't know. I wonder if the Saudis will rescind some of his money baiting now on this injury, right? Like, I sure he has a guaranteed contract, but I mean, it's kind of the wild, wild Middle East over there. They could, you know, he's injured. He's not going to play for nine months or whatever. They could rip it up and kind of look him in the eyes and say, what are you going to do? Like, what? Do what you want. Like, leave, stay, whatever. Go to the oil sands and work it off. Work it off. <laughs> Jokes aside, yeah, I'm really curious what's going to happen because that's going to be... <laughs> Neymar working in Grand Prairie <laughs> on a transfer. <laughs> Could you imagine? Overalls. I'm here four days a week. Then I go home. Yeah. Yeah. Um, So I'm curious if he he's out for like nine to twelve months. Really, Mm. like you know. So let's let's see what happens there. Let's talk Canadian soccer. Late, late last night in the Pacific time zone, the all-time international goal-scoring leader, British Columbia native Christine Sinclair. Retired from international soccer late last night. Yeah, you could feel it coming. If you watch the Women's World Cup, uh, you could you could feel it in the air. 
it, it is still a little bit sad. I mean, she was sort of a beacon of light. I think she's still going to play domestically for the Portland Thorns in that wonderful, wonderful stadium that I experienced. But the end of an era, a little bit, and and what an inspiration she's been to BC and and the soccer public here. I mean, she's in all these commercials, A&W, Subway. She's kind of been the face of the franchise for the women's national team for a long time. I believe six World Cups. <laughs> That's not bad. That's not they bad. They happen every four years. Yeah. That's a long haul. <laughs> yeah, that's amazing. And um, I think she scored one this year, too, in the World Cup. Maybe. No, uh, she could didn't. Be wrong. No, no, she I'm didn't. Sorry. That sorry. was the whole thing. She oh, was yeah. Going she missed to... the penalty kick. That's right. I'm sorry. It's okay. But all that being said, like you said, just an icon, international superstar. She's done so much for the game, an ambassador, and then she fought for rights for the Canadian national team mm-hmm. and the the lead up to the World Cup. Big time. She's done so many other things. Led her team to, to gold in the Olympics. And um, I think she's about your age. And the fact that she's still playing at an elite level is amazing. And She's on the Mount Rushmore of Canadian soccer. Oh, easily. We can put Mount Rushmore and Canadian soccer in the same sentence. She's on it. Sure. If if not in the, the premier space. Yeah. Yeah, it's it's. Um, I wonder if she'll stay involved. I wonder if we'll see her in ten mm-hmm. years. Are we going to see here see her in um in an out facing role, a front facing role? You know, I wonder what she's going to do now. I could see that with her, just sort of her personality. She's been, you, you know, know, she strikes me as a quiet person. JC, oh, she's okay. she seems a bit, she seems a bit quiet to me. Maybe she'll get in coaching. Maybe, yeah. I could see I could see good things for her. I hope she's an ambassador for the game. Agreed. Yeah. Is the, and while we're talking about uh, retirements and also on Canadian Canadian soil, hey no, my guy, Michael Bradley, Captain America, calling it a day. Got what one, two, couple more games with Toronto FC. He's been there for ages, ten years, I believe. Mm. Maybe I'm embellishing, but he's been there for a while. A while, yes. And they, um, they won the championship a few years ago in a great the the championship match was great and he played amazing. Yes. And the things I will remember from him briefly are like him and his dad both having the same shape head. <laughs> yeah, that, actually that is like on the list. For sure, his dad coaching him. He had 150 caps for USA, Yow. which is crazy. Like yep. only you know Kobe Jones and and Landon Donovan, I think, had more mm-hmm. or have even eclipsed that 150 mark. And then as well, um, he was kind of a, a trendsetter in, in the fashion that like he went to uh, Heerenveen, like in in in, um, in Holland in the Netherlands early on in his career. He played in Kievo. He played in Roma, my favorite Italian team for a bit he played all over the world made a, a great impact and also just silky smooth yeah. good long player. ball passes good player. just like laying deep yeah. in the midfield yeah. and just yeah. spraying the ball yeah. around so he'll be missed and um calling it a day at 36 uh, he was always worth to watching to me like yeah u.s national team any of those stops especially uh, when it was easier to watch him at roma or or in the mls he was he he made an impact on every game he was in and, and played really tough. Always had the captain's armband on too because he played with that kind of intensity. Yeah. And played for his dad in a couple of a couple of stops. Yeah. Same shape melons be damned. We're playing together, dad. <laughs> Pride of Princeton, New Jersey. Crazy. Yeah. Moving on to some local soccer, a couple of things happen on in, in the region as we move into the, the playoff, uh, the business end as they call it. Playoff part of the season. You want to talk about the Whitecaps? Whitecaps FC. Uh, they have their last regular season game tomorrow, Saturday, against LAFC. That's that's Saturday evening. I think six o'clock, six thirty local kick. That's their last regular season game, as mentioned. Then we'll know the Whitecaps' fate and their schedule going forward. It's decision day tomorrow for the Caps. So we'll see what happens with them. Who they get matched up with? Likely to be in a best of three. First round playoff series, I think. I think a lot of moving parts there depends on other results. But they're in the playoffs, and and I'm really hoping, I'm really hoping they get a home playoff game. You're going to leave the island? You're going to get on we, the ferry? Gonna... I might have to take your Audi and uh. get on that boat. <laughs> 
because I might get off the island for the first Whitecaps playoff game since 2017, a game I went to. I was so excited to go to, and it was a nil-nil stinker, mm. stinker against the Seattle Sounders. But if they make the playoffs and they have a home playoff date, I might, I might try to make that happen for me. If the date's right, I might I might come with you and buy that chicken sandwich for you. Yeah, that'd be nice. That'd be that'd great. Be nice. That'd, that'd be, be nice. And even more locally, we'll, we will have a, a more in-depth uh, Whitecaps update next week when we have that information. Yeah, moving macro to micro here. PFC, Pacific mm. FC, mm. they've battled through. Man, they went on the road, had a huge win. Christian Jack, your guy, KJ. called it probably the best road victory in the league ever when they went across the country short uh turnaround for recovery and i believe they went to halifax escaped one nil and then um, it's a long way from langford it is a long way from langford i think they have the team from hamilton coming up next up next yeah but i'm not really sure but yeah so that's tomorrow too yeah that's it's all happening october baby a lot of buzz on that too there's um uh, someone sent a link to me on um, like a, a watch party for for that. Not that I'm that um, invested in in PFC, but would like to continue to see them do well. But like a local pub completely sold out to watch that. Like there's a bit of a vibe to that team. People are into it around here. Yeah, it's great. Best uniforms in the league, easily. Agreed. Yeah. Agreed. Look good, feel good. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. I hope they. I hope they continue to do it. Yeah. We should get O2 game for that. That's even more attainable. We should. And I believe that there's some stakes here too where like We should, but we probably won't. But we should. We'll try. We'll try. Yeah. We'll try. I know you love Langford. We'll um <laughs> we'll try to get out to one for sure. But the um I was gonna say I think if they win too, they qualify for the Convocaf uh oh, Champions League. Nice. So there's a lot riding on this, just getting to that next uh, to the final. So we'll we'll track that and see what happens. But uh Lots of soccer action happening, and we're, we're happy to follow it. And nice to talk a little soccer on the pod. Yeah. It's been a while. It has. It feels good. It's like riding a bike. Absolutely. <laughs> that concludes episode 31 of the Sports Gloss with Justin and Jamal. Reggie Miller. Shane Battier. Beautiful, beautiful couple of shooters there. Uh, find us on Instagram at the Sports Gloss. Again, hopefully, knock on wood. Big, big announcement next week on the Sports Gloss. October's the month. Follow your heart. Get into some college football, maybe a little European football, whatever turns your crank. Thanks so much for listening. Jamal, what do we say? Survive in advance. We'll see you next week. Peace. <laughs>